this TAM is so big and this shift from on-prem to cloud is, it, it, you said it right, it is Haley's Comet. It's the IP revolution all over again. And you get to take advantage of this maybe once, sometimes twice, if you are beyond lucky in your lifetime in business three times. And I believe that's where we are. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where you'll hear leaders of partner programs talk about their greatest challenges and most successful solutions. And now your host, Louis Gadima, the President of Revenue and Associates. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where we talk with leaders in software partner programs to learn about what's working today. And if you like what you hear in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or whatever service you're using to listen to it, they'll help others find the podcast too. Today, I'm talking with John Delosier, Senior Vice President and Global Channel Chief at 8x8. John has worked in the technology field for about 25 years. He's been a VAR and a partner and has had senior roles in the channel programs at Unify, CenturyLink, and 8x8. So John's been involved with the channel on every side. He's also won many industry awards, including being named a 2019 CRN Channel Chief. John, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Lewis. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So on your LinkedIn profile, you call yourself a culture musician. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing, isn't it, in this business that we talk about the technology and we talk about the sales motions and routes to market and all those things. But from my perspective, it always comes down to the people. And with the people, it always comes down to relationships. And to me, a community of relationships builds a culture. And so I pride myself in that. You know, I sit in a room, as you know, with many PhDs and guys that and gals that have degrees, you know, 20 times what I've had. But when it comes to culture and relationships and people, that's really what I do. So I pride myself on that in bringing those organizations together. Yeah, over and over again, you know, it, the same thing is uh, true in terms of digital marketing, all that sort of thing. People can get really obsessed with analytics or tools or uh, things of that sort, but it really comes down to there's a human at the other end and you got to connect with them and treat them right. And I've certainly heard that from many of the channel leaders I've talked to on the podcast and even on, on the partner side that ultimately it's about human relationships. So. How do you think that culture graphics affects building a global channel program? How do you apply that at 8x8? Yeah, you know, from a culture graphic perspective, I wrote an article that was published around this. And, you know, the old, the old adage of, you know, we show up at a, a building and sit at a desk for eight hours a day and work for the same company for 40 years and, and culture is instilled into the organization from the CEO down. Uh, and that's the way it is. Those things just, it's just not that way anymore. We have to be cognizant of that human element we just talked about. We have to be cognizant of the relationships and the way people work today, which is totally different than when I got into the business. Lewis, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit of a, uh, of a Haley's Comet in respect to, in my generation, I remember what it was like to be dropped off at an office building and handing out business cards and having enough change in my pocket to get to the <laughs> payphone, right? In case somebody yeah. paged me. And, you know, today, you know, we have more technology in our pocket than 
Apollo 11 had. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? We have to really pay attention to these kinds of things. Eight by eight is that kind of company. It starts truly with our CEO, Vic Verma, and Vic's instilled in all of us. Although we do have the discipline of a, of a hierarchy in our organization, uh, we all work differently. We're all from different places, uh, but the red thread is success for eight by eight in the cloud space. So it's really an interesting concept that people need to pay attention to. Okay, and I want to talk more about 8x8 eight eight and, and what you're doing there in a minute. But bef first, uh, please uh, fill us in a bit more on your career path. You know, you've been on every side of the channel. So what, what have you seen? What do you love about working with the channel from the vendor side? Yeah, you know, I, Lewis, I started out in this thing as a kid. And, you know, as a senior in college is really when I got into the business. And uh, I've been blessed along the way to, to meet so many great people and work with so many great people. Uh, some of those still with us in the industry, some of them not. Some of them I used to work for, and now they work for me. Some of them I used to work with, and now we work together again. But it's been a, it's been a crazy ride. You know, I started out starting a services business uh, in the Avaya space, our company, ACT, became the system integration and application development company for Avaya throughout the US with regards to contact center. And then just over time, that morphed into different things. We sold that to a great company called Cross Telecom, which was one of Avaya's largest VARs. And then we sold that to Aero Electronics, which as you know, is a global distributor of, of technology. And then eventually moving on to suppliers like CenturyLink and, and Unify and and now, of course, 8 by 8 So I've got a different perspective, Lewis. You know, I've seen the channel and I've seen the way we do business in this industry from every single aspect. And so I think that's very helpful uh, as global channel leader, you know, understanding where partners heads are when it comes to, to the relationship, you know, not only with suppliers, but what they need to bring to their customers. So I, I'm really into that. I really uh, have, have tried to parlay that experience into the customer experience which obviously translates to the way our company treats partners. So it's been, a, it's been a fun ride. You must have been very good at ACT and what you did to be the largest Avaya uh, service provider. Yeah, so. no, it was it, real quick on that one. It was fun. I had a, I was blessed with a partner that just loved the technology. You know, we always said he was the DJ and I was the rapper. His, <laughs> name, is, his name is Jerry Perkins. He owns a company called Simbi Technologies today, but we had a great partnership. It started there, two guys, you know, building a company out of the dirt. And we showed up every day and clocked in and clocked out, but sometimes didn't clock out and just, you know, built that thing over 16 years to 140 employees and a pretty substantial little small business. So pretty proud of that. Yeah. When you're the owner, you can't uh, always clock out. So what, let's, let's talk about 8 by 8 What does 8 by 8 do and who do you sell to? Yeah, the 8 by 8 it just what what a what a story. You know, 8 by 8 is a 30-year-old company, but it feels like a startup. We are uh, a company that built a platform that is purpose-built for the cloud around UCAS, CCAS, video, obviously uh, anything in contact center space. We just acquired a company called WaveCell in Singapore which adds CPaaS to our portfolio. But again, it's not a hybrid situation. It wasn't, we, you know, we were an on-prem based company and we decided that we wanted to play in the cloud space. We have 227 patents around a platform 
that was, again, purpose built for the cloud. And as you know, the TAM in the cloud today, we don't know, is it 50 billion, 80 billion, 100 billion, whatever it is, but we do know that if you add up every supplier, us and all of our competition, we make up maybe 11% of that mm. TAM. So mm -hmm. as these companies are moving to the cloud, we are right in that mix. And as a company that puts channel first, we're excited with regards to our partners, bringing those opportunities to us and knocking them down with them. There is a huge transition happening now, and it's uh, kind of one of those one once in a generation opportunities uh, for companies and other guests on the podcast have talked about that too in some other industries. So where's that name 8x8 come from? Believe it or not, eight by eight is a video pixel, and it's a it's a it's a codex around a video pixel, and it it's from a couple decades ago, obviously, uh, as eight by eight started really heavy into the video industry and the video space, and it's just kind of stuck. And so, uh, why change it? The brand has has certainly in the last couple years become a lot more recognized in our world, right? So eight by is pretty unique, uh, and we love it. Yeah, and if people who are listening want to find out the website, uh, it is eight x eight, eight by eight dot com. Let's talk about the channel there. Then, how many partners does eight by eight have, and and roughly what percentage of your revenue comes from the channel? Yeah, no, that's a good, great question. So our let me let me preface it by saying this: our company is a channel first company. 8x8 believes in the channel. We believe that is the way to the marketplace from a cloud perspective. That comes from my boss, our CEO, uh, Vic Verma. And it's really rare, by the way, that, a, that an SVP of Global Channel reports directly into the CEO. That is a, a big part of our company and uh, our DNA. And so we're excited about that. Uh, because it allows me to have the span of control and the ability to, to affect the partner community very quickly as we make as we change things and add things, et cetera. But the answer to the question is, is that, you know, in the last year and a half, two years since I've been here, we basically have built a new partner program from scratch in that we've attacked through an award-winning program called Elevate. So it's E-L-E-V and the number eight. And that's our program that houses all of our partnerships, whether it's a master, a sub, a VAR, an alliance partner, et cetera. So over the course of that year and a half, we've increased our reach in the master community from five master agents to, to 17. And that's plenty, by the way, uh, to cover the market space in the U.S. Uh, in the U.K., of course, you add on a whole different, a whole different flavor because VAR is kind of the way to the market there. Uh, and also from a sub-agent perspective, we've gone from 200, 300 sub-agents to well over 1,000. So we're really committed to the channel and that master sub-space. From a VAR perspective, you probably heard the words Cloud Fuel, which is our partnership with ScanSource, which folds into that VAR play. We've added um, just in the last 40 days, 10 VARs to the program. So, you know, again, we don't distinguish a route to market. If you're if you're a VAR and that's the way you want to go to market, terrific. If you're a master or a sub, love it. You want to partner with us in an alliance opportunity with a sell with or sell through, terrific. We're going to do that as well. So really the partner program, Lewis, in the last year and a half has has tripled in size. And, oh, and to, to finish out the question, not only has it tripled in size, but today seven out of 10 of our deals go through the channel. 
And so I know there's three deals left that don't, I couldn't name them to you. I mean, they keep telling me that we're only 70%, whereas a year and a half ago we were 40. I couldn't tell you where that other, other 30% is coming from, but I will tell you that the channel at 8 by 8 right now is on fire. Yeah, well, if you've uh, almost doubled your percentage of contribution to revenue just in the last 18 months, that's huge. Yeah, it is. It is. And it, again, that commitment starts with the top. Our board believes in the channel. My boss, our CEO, uh, look all over the website, look all over the web, LinkedIn, et cetera. You can see Vic's comments on the channel. And uh, we're, we're not stopping. We're very, very aggressive. We're excited about the opportunity. And you know, 8 by 8 will continue to be a channel first company. So what's different about Elevate, that channel program, than what you were doing before? And, and why do you make the changes? You know, I always say to my team, it could be, it's real easy to be a mile wide in an inch deep. I learned that when I was really young. And what that means is, is, is the best of intentions are out there, but you can get super busy and get scrambled, you know, especially in the channel, you know, as you try to take your solutions to market. And so we wanted to give it a brand. We wanted to give it a name. We wanted to have a program, you know, a headquarters, if you will, for the channel where all channel business is parked. And so we thought Elevate, you know, just in the, in the name itself, gave us that symbol of elevation of the channel and the fact that we're taking it up another notch and another level. And so now it's, it's tangible. And so we're excited about the Elevate program, by the way, not just here in the U.S., but in the U.K., I know you know we do business in Australia, New Zealand, and now in Asia Pac, even more significant with our WaveSell acquisition. So nice, uh, clever inclusion of the eight in the Elevate program name. You also, back in February, launched a new partner portal, Partner Exchange. What was behind that? Yeah. So thank you, by the way, uh, with regards to Elevate. I got to give Tina Smith the credit. That is our VP of marketing in the channel. She's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Her and her team. <laughs> Yeah, but, and I couldn't figure out how to get an eight in partner exchange, Lewis. Don't think, yes. I didn't, <laughs> don't, don't think I didn't think about it. But partner exchange is awesome. You know, it's a, it's a portal. It's a marketplace where all of our partners, regardless of route to market, are able to go and, and conduct business with us. And I always say I love mailbox money. And what I mean by that is you go to sleep at night and something just shows up, right? And so that partner exchange is never closed. It's always open. It is the place where our partners, regardless of route to market, can come from a quote to cash perspective and do business with us. So they can pull quotes, they can deliver a business that has been sold, they can get reporting packed with all kinds of different analytics. It really is the gateway for the partner community into 8x8. So we're really proud of Partner Exchange. It's come a long way uh, just in a couple of years. I give the credit to my operations team headed up by a gal by the name of April Miller, who also was, by the way, and is it is it the Channel Partners publication that gives out the the top 50 people you don't know but should in the channel? April was yeah. in that. Yeah, right. April was in that publication. And <laughs> her work with her team in the partner exchange community has been brilliant. I've had a few of the people who are in that list on the program, and it's one of those, you know, you kind of want to win it, but you kind of don't want to win it also. You want to be better known than that. <laughs> well, listen, so, April is one of those people, just uh, real quick, is she's one of those people that just makes such a significant contribution to the channel here at 8x8 and a huge difference. She absolutely does not want to win anything. She is very uh, humble and very happy with her role here. And I think it was a surprise to her, but, but a nice honor, you know? So we 
you know, we bought her a $10 Starbucks gift card. So I think she's happy <laughs> with that. Some people are quite happy to be uh, quietly doing a great job in the background. So, you know, a lot of the channel leaders that I've talked to, it seems like have launched new portals just in the last 12 or 18 months and often talk about the portal being their most important piece of channel tech. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, as far as being one of the most important pieces of channel tech, uh, because we're so relationally driven and because we're selling and pushing and promoting a platform, our X-Series platform here at 8x8, you know, it is critical to get orders placed, to understand what you're ordering, what you aren't. So I think, yeah, I think you're going to see a huge focus as we move forward on those kinds of marketplaces where our partners can conduct business with us freely and don't need that human interaction every single time. I think you'll see a lot more, lot more companies, suppliers contributing towards that. I will tell you, it's not easy. These partners all have different ways they do business, different routes to market, different sales motions, different reporting packages. They actually tally their commissions differently and want to receive their checks differently. So it's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult endeavor. And so I'm really proud of this team to bring partner exchange to the world. What they talk about is that partners want the same kind of consumer-like experience. They want to be able to report their opportunities quickly, to report their, their closed deals quickly, to get marketing materials or, or whatever information they need quickly and not have to wait around for anything. And that's where that partner experience and, and the portal, how that contributes to it can, can be so critical. But what about other technology, you know, and I know you put the relationships first, but are there other technologies that you think are important when you have a global partner program like 8x8, a PRM through channel marketing automation, something else that that you think is really critical? Yeah, I, I could tell you the most critical piece of technology that is useful in our world, in our partner community, something that we need to take it up a notch and effectively do business on a whole nother level is our own, very own X series. So our collaboration platform in our meetings platform, which I'm sure you've heard, uh, mm -hmm. has, has a whole freemium piece to it is critical in the way we do business. It's awesome to be able to log in to our tool with our customers, with our partners, be able to look at them in the eyes every day from a video perspective, share documents with them, record meetings for those that missed it, and be able to do that not only seamlessly from the desktop, but you know I've got an appointment I got to get to. Let me just transfer this to my iPhone and be able to go from a mobility perspective and just pick up in the meeting like nothing happened. I mean, how many calls have you been on in the last decade where you know the call starts out for the first five or 10 minutes? Hey, are you on? Is everybody on? Who's on? You know? <laughs> right. And we have little simple things like that, Lewis, that we judge the experience by. And I will tell you that at 8x8, from a collaboration perspective, from a meetings perspective, that's something we never even think about here. So I would say that the most important piece of tech at this company, when it comes to working effectively with the channel and with customers, is our very own platform. That video conferencing, that's a pretty new, that freemium video conferencing, that's a pretty new part of your offering, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. We yeah. look, we we just we want to bring this platform to the world. And we've had some competition that's that's tried to do this. You know, they they've made it pretty, fairly easy for customers, but you know, after a period of time or after 
uh, or a feature set that's not available, you know, it gets shut down or they, you know, suddenly this big red pop-up comes up on your screen and says you have to swipe a credit card. 8Bytes Meetings platform is nothing like that. We give away a product, a piece of the product that will never expire. And if it's what you need um, to handle your meetings with globally, you can use that for as long as you want. Now, if you do want some advanced features and there's a long list of them, those, that's the time when you'll sign up and, and you'll come in to the family from a financial standpoint. But we just think that the collaboration platform is so powerful that if we give it away to the world, that it'll come back to us. Uh, that's the standard freemium model of, of having a premium version that, that you do pay for. But, you know, I've heard it compared to Zoom and GoToMeeting and, and some of those other leaders. So it sounds like a, a terrific new tool for you. So, you know, when you're looking at, you know, you've had this huge growth in the contribution of the channel to revenue at 8x8, and obviously that's one of the analytics that you're looking at, one of the data points. What other, you know, do you have a dashboard? What, What kind of analytics do you look at once a day, once a week, once a month to see how your program is doing? People would be surprised to know, you know, of course, you and I met at one of the conferences and, you know, I do a lot of public speaking, a lot of keynotes. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff at 8 by 8 our Educate and Elevate seminars and a lot of stage work, a, a lot of podcasts, a lot of stuff like this, right? I love this stuff. What folks wouldn't know is that I am a data junkie. Like, I love the data. I love the analytics. I love the dashboards. And one of the biggest jobs here in the channel at 8x8 is to create opportunity for sales and then ultimately contribute with our sales professionals and closing those opportunities, et cetera. But demand generation is a focus here. And so for me, I want to understand what masters are working with us, uh, which masters are positioning us outside of our competition, which is important to me. Um, we're not quote jockeys over here, right? I want to understand which sub agents and which communities and which regions of the world are are working again most closely with which masters with eight by eight. I want to understand how VARs are going to market. What verticals are they attacking? How much healthcare business do we have versus retail? Uh, those kinds of things. So yes, I have monitor in front of me and three to the side, giving me real time analytics daily not only from partner exchange in our portal, but really understanding from a demand generation perspective, how our teams are performing and how that business translates into closed opportunities. It's almost like a money ball approach, Lewis, to what we're doing over here. And so it's not just all about being on stage and wearing my Air Jordans. It's about really understanding the data and the analytics and being able to attack the right places. That's a great image. You you sound almost like a a bond trader or someone with all his screens around him. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting stuff. We have the good news is is that eight by eight, you know we're based in in San Jose, and we have the best of the best coming to work for us. Twenty two hundred employees, by the way, in yeah. I think it's fifty different countries now. I mean, it's just insane. I can't remember exactly how many it is. And so we get the best of the best right out of school. And these guys and gals just, they've forgotten more about analytics and data than I'll ever know. So it's nice to be able to just look at those dashboards daily. So at Channel Partners Evolution in September, you and Janet Shines did a session together. 
And she was recently a guest on the podcast, and she talked about a study she did with 360 Insights last year that they found that half of MDF funds uh, spent on digital marketing by partners was wasted. And we talked about that, and she attributes this in part to a lack of marketing skill among many partners. Do you see that marketing skill gap in the channel? I think uh, the answer to that question from my perspective is not as much maybe because, you know, Janet has a purview now with JS Consulting of touching a lot of different types of partners nationally, globally, and maybe a, a, a whole different slice than we're working with here at 8x8. It's, it's generally, Lewis, always the same, right? It's the 80-20 rule. You know, 20% of our masters are the best of the best. That 20% have the best marketing people in the business. I can I can think of a few of those just off the top of my head that are innovative, that are running with us, that are trying to take things to the next level. They're not showing up, you know, with their hands out for the proverbial MDF fund for a booze cruise from back in the day. But they are showing up and saying, hey, let's do some, let's do some eight by eight educate and elevate days. Let's also do some, unique events where we can supply leads to partners and good old fashioned blitz days. They work. We show up at a, at a partner's headquarters with our eight by eight meetings platform and a 85 inch screen in the software. And we leave it there and we conduct that blitz day the entire day from that platform. And so you can imagine what that is like afterwards. Also, I want to say that I think some of the onus of that is truly on the supplier. So I'd like to I'd like to maybe, in my viewpoint, shift the comment from let's not talk about so much with the partners, which marketing professionals aren't or are doing a great job, but there's a huge accountability factor on the supplier. You know, we're big boys and girls here at 8 by 8 and it's very difficult to pull the wool over our eyes. And so we really plug in with our partners and instead of just a blank check for MDF funds, it's how can we integrate in with you? and reach your sub-agents, reach your partners, and reach your customers. What's the most effective way to do that? If it's the right way, you know, we'll open the kimono and open the checkbook over here. If it's the wrong way, we just won't do it. And it's pretty, pretty easy from my perspective to find out who the players are and who the pretenders are pretty quickly. And by the way, our partners know that about us. So, you, you know, you'll try it maybe once with us, and that'll be it. You get one okay. shot. Okay. So I, I want to ask you two questions that are variations of what I sometimes ask when I'm hiring people. First, what's a partner campaign or program that you've done that you think was especially successful, that you're especially proud of? And it could be at another company before 8x8, or it could be at 8x8. Lewis, life didn't even, life wasn't even in play before 8x8. I can't even remember <laughs> that. I, I, I get that sense. This year and a half has been like a decade. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it's real easy for me. We have two things here that we've done. Our marketing team, as I told you before, very, very aggressive. We've worked together a long time, both here and in some other companies. And we came up with two things. Number one is what we call our Elevate Blitz Days. That's where we come into a partner, uh, typically it's one of two things. It's either a national master. And so we have a national blitz day where literally imagine eight by eight comes into their headquarters and takes over the headquarters. We pepper it with banners and balloons and confetti and snacks and hats and shirts and mugs. And we bring in our own hardware. 
you know, in conjunction with some, sometimes our friends at Polycom where we're bringing monitors and video phones and devices and we'll teach them how to use our collaboration software. And, and then we'll hit, we'll literally hit, this will date me. I still, by the way, Lewis, whenever I record a show, I still talk to my wife. I ask her if she taped it. So you got, <laughs> right. you got to remember, I'm a child of the 80s, but yeah, you know, there is, there is some language that doesn't die easily. Exactly. So we hit the phones, is what I was going to say. And yeah. you know, we really do. We hit the phones. We bring lists with us. They provide their own list. It's an Elevate Blitz day. You cannot believe the deal registrations and the pipeline that we create from our Elevate Blitz days. Phenomenal. And so we love doing that with our national partners. We'll come in and we'll do it regionally with sub-agents as well. If it makes sense, uh, it's a beautiful thing. The other thing that we do is it's called Elevate and Educate. And so we'll come in to unique cities and we will, we just did one in Orlando last week, by the way, we had 65 partners attend from all over the East Coast. And we'll sit down with them for a day and we'll basically give them the eight by eight story with hands-on a hands-on approach again to the technology and show them what we're all about. Look, here's what our meetings platform looks like. And here's, you know, how it works. Here's how it can be most effective, et cetera, et cetera. So it's uh, those two things for sure, for me would be exactly, you know, how I would approach uh, the marketplace. And they're the things that I'm the most proud of, you know, from a program perspective here at 8 by 8 well, those blitz days sound great. I haven't heard that uh, before, and it sounds like a, a both a really valuable and a lot of fun way to uh, work with your partners. So let me ask you then the flip side, and maybe this will take you back to before 8x8. What's a partner program that you worked on that wasn't successful, and, and why do you think that was? Lewis, there has you know, never or, been or campaign, a partner program. Campaign. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just teasing, kind of. You know, here's the thing. It's, I don't think it's so much about the campaigns not working. I mean, obviously you, you try different things. We've all been doing this a long, long time. So will we experiment with something? I always say that we'll jump off, we'll jump off the cliff and not knowing where we're going to land, but we always know the height of the cliff and we always know the wind direction and we always know the construct of the soil and those kinds of things and who's up there with us, right? Mm-hmm. So for so for eight by eight, I would say that it's it's more of adapting to change in the marketplace with the program and with the types of things that we bring to market. It's surviving setbacks when it doesn't work and it's exploiting the new opportunities when it does. So those three things are really what I kind of guide it by. Uh, I think we've seen the traditional metals program change over time. It's not so much the quantity of how much, it's really about the quality. So what are you going for in the marketplace from a collaboration perspective? Is, is every single customer a good customer? Where are you focusing in contact center? What kind of lists and lead generation makes sense for those Elevate and Educate and Elevate Blitz days? Those kinds of things. So every single day here, you know, we try something probably that isn't as effective as we'd like it to be. But I will tell you that we learn from it very, very quickly. And when we learn from it, we modify it and we adapt and either A, put it to bed quick or B, take it to market in a different way than we did before. So we're pretty, we're pretty aggressive and we're pretty attentive to those kinds of things. Yeah, that's the key thing. I think you either succeed or you learn and, and then you have to take those learnings and, and really apply them to, to get it right the next time. I was interviewing uh, Balaji Subramanian from ServiceMax 
and he was talking about how important it is to to launch programs. You know, Steve Jobs, one of his quotes was artists ship. But Balaji was talking about maybe you only have it 70% right, but it's directionally right. And you do it and you you see what works and you see what you can improve on, what you can learn for next time. And, and that's the way that fast, nimble operations have to go. Yeah, no, that, I couldn't agree more. It's a Microsoft way, right? I think that Somebody in the inside at Microsoft said one time that we know every time we launch a piece of software that we've probably only got it, what, 70% right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to fail in the marketplace. And we kind of expect that. And we want to understand why it did and how it did and just to get better. And so I don't know that we apply that here from a 70% perspective, but I will tell you that I couldn't agree more that you definitely have to show up and try different things and see what happens. Also, I will tell you from an eight by eight perspective, Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. If you go on social media and look at Twitter and LinkedIn and some of the things that we've done over the last two years, and we start to see our peers start to do the same things, that is also a check mark in the good box that, uh-oh, I think we were on to something. Yeah, yeah. So, John, what should I have asked you that I didn't? What, what keeps you up at night? I, what keeps me up? I don't know that you didn't ask anything. First of all, I love talking to you. Thank you. Hope to, hope to do this again with you. It's a, it's a great podcast. I I went on your website uh, and and listened in on a few of my friends um, that have recorded with you before. So good stuff. What keeps me up at night is this opportunity, Lewis. This Tam. You know, again, I just saw a stat. I think I shared this at Evolution, where Harvard did a study where eighty nine percent of companies believe. 89% of companies believe that they have to compete on the customer experience. 80% of CEOs believe that they are competing on the customer experience. And 8% of the customers agree. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is what keeps me up at night. That margin, that disparity, where there's margin, you know, where there's, where's, where there's mystery, um, there's margin. Janet always says that too, by the way. And, and that's what keeps me up. This TAM is so big. And this shift from on-prem to cloud is, it, it, you said it right, it is Haley's Comet. It's the IP revolution all over again. And you get to take advantage of this maybe once, sometimes twice, if you are beyond lucky in your lifetime in business, three times. And I believe that's where we are. And so really what keeps me up is how fast can we get there? The speed is critical for companies like mine. And so I want to continue to evangelize the 8x8 story, that we're purpose-built for the cloud, that we're a partner-first organization. And, you know, I, I just want to get to the channel as quickly as possible with the story so they can get it to the customers and they can be successful because of it. All right. Terrific. So, John, how can people contact you if they want to know more about 8x8 or your partner program or, or other things that you're working on or have talked about today? Yeah, I'm all over LinkedIn, uh, published several articles, run a bunch of videos and, and different things. So it's easy to find me, you know, J-O-H-N-D-E-L-O-Z-I-E-R. Very easy. Uh, my email address, of course, always at 8 by 8 8x8.com. And then you can hit me on Twitter as well at JLDelosier, the number three at Twitter. So we're very active in social media. Would love to hear from partners and from customers and peers alike. All right, great. And we'll put that into the program notes on the revenueassociates.biz website. So thank you for joining us today, John. 
Lewis, uh, a, a pleasure. Your reputation precedes you. Always nice to talk to you. I hope it's just the beginning for you and me. And I really enjoyed the time today. Well, thank you. Uh, it was terrific uh, for you to take the time. As I do with all guests, I'll be sending you a copy of my Bullseye Marketing book in appreciation. It was recently named one of the best marketing plan books of all time. So thank you for listening to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, and please subscribe and listen to future episodes.